Recording straight out of Five Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host Stuart Sutherland and the no caring, always swearing, Andy Walker. Alright. I, I was not suffering a stroke in the opening. <laughs> <laughs> there, that was me going, just about to cry you magic Mike Christie. Oh, nah, hesitated, and then I was just about to cry you, like, n- no caring. I was like, there's more. Just, oh, <laughs> and then, but we're here. Here you go, right? Yes. Welcome to episode 214 of the Films and Swear Movie Podcast. And welcome to IMDb season. Yes. We are going to take a sizable chunk out of the top 250 over the next 10, 15 episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover 25. Yes. Let's put it that way. Today we are starting... Tenth. <laughs> hmm? A tenth. Exactly. So that, that's... <laughs> we, we've already kind of done some before. Like yeah. We've spoken about Godfather, Lord of the Rings... Uh, pulp fiction, things like that. So there's all these. No, we've just got the shite ones left. So <laughs> there, there's. We maybe covered. I was going to say 30, but I think 30 is really optimistic. I don't think we've covered 30 out of the. But. So there's still so much more. Yeah. And at least the thing with that, it, the content is very varied. Yeah. So it's not in the case of it's man, it's pure just. Pure action. Pure exactly. Kung fu. Exactly. It's not just like 20 Jackie Chan films. So. That's next year. <laughs> um, that's where we do the, the HKMD MDB Top 250. What? Hong Kong Movie Database. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it does exist. It's, it was quite an efficient tool for when I was like on Podcast and Fire. Yeah. It, it is, it's just a more dedicated movie database for Hong Kong films. Uh, speaking of... of Hong Kong films. Oh. I think it's now time to announce the winner of our Dragon Fist January competition, thanks to Eighty-Eight Films Limited. Yeah, we mix for you. I have uh, cut out and folded all of the qualifying tweets, Facebooks. Nikon joined us on Instagram, so there's nothing for there. Oh, uh, Andy is suggestively mixing them in a bowl. Yeah, make sure they could hear that I'm cheating. This shit's legit. We have our, our chosen one. It is Harry at Mellow Matters. And he chose Police Story. Yeah. With the hashtag January. Right. So, Harry, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Probably not. Um, so, if you didn't, you don't get it. <laughs> you have three days <laughs> to, to send us a message with your postal information or I'll go to the next one. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll draw it again. And we'll go through all the entries <laughs> to realise people are just in it for the free stuff. Yes. Yes. So, yes, Harry at Mellow Matters, you are the winner of our Dragon Fist Blu-ray competition, thanks to 88 Films Limited. Yeah. And I guess uh, cheers to James at 88 Films for helping set us up with right. free Blu-ray. It's really good. What do we want to do first? Do we want to talk about the passing of Dick Miller or do we want to do a wee film quiz? Let's talk about Dick. Right. Now. So they can do the fuck he is. Yes. You have to school me. Okay. The the BBC headline is Dick Miller, Gremlins and Terminator actor, dies aged 90. Who could that be? Dick the, Miller in, the, for the Terminator. You want to try and guess? Is it the fucking psychiatrist? No. He was the guy that worked. He was like the, the clerk in the gun shop. 
mine went on. He was like, I'm taking this and this yeah. and this. And the guy's like, oh, well, you need bullets for this. And he's like, hey, no, you can't load that. And he just fucking shoots him and leaves that. That was Dick. Oh, fuck. Yes. Dickie's no famous for his acting. He's, well, let's see. Dick, sorry. <laughs> just It says Miller, but I just decided to cry on Dick. Yeah. He's made hun- hundreds of screen appearances during his career. Like, literally, I think he has maybe 150 credits. Right. And, like, I think from when he was like a young man, right up until, like, I guess last year, possibly, still starring in films. Mm. But he's always just like the side guy. And the link come to Gremlins, and it was him and director Joe Dante. Dick Miller appeared in every one of Joe's films. So it was always like one of those things when you'd watch uh, Manatee. Wait, no. No. Not manatee. M- matinee. Why can't... Uh, like the burbs. He was like the garbage man. Uh, he was the taxi driver in inner space. He'd always have like these wee bit parts in all of Joe Dante's films. Uh, he was he even had like a role in like Small Soldiers. And he'd done like a, a Looney Tunes movie. He showed up in that as well. Barry and the X shows up in that. Um, so he's always like this guy. If you watch like a Joe Dante film, it's like how he... If you're doing like a drinking game, like, There's Dick! Yeah. have a swig and there's a documentary on Amazon Prime right now and it's like uh, that Dick Miller guy oh, he's got his own doc aye because I think he was in one of his big first films was a, a, an old film cried Buckets of Blood where he was a leading actor and he kills his neighbour's dog it must have been just like a, a pest game up kills it and John Wick comes and gets fucked up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nowadays, yes. But, uh, like, turns into a sculpture, but accidentally becomes really famous for making this amazing sculpture. And Nibdi Kins, it was like a... A real dog covered in yes. cement. <laughs> uh, the neighbour just think the dogs run away and the fucking, fucking Joe, uh, Dick Miller's just become this overnight artist prodigy. So... He starts killing people, <laughs> turning them into cement. Just to maintain his fame. Yeah. I know. I actually am mildly curious to see it now. So I and he was uh, Mr. Futterman in Gremlins. He was like the town drunk and he would want to try drive, like, he would sit and moan about fucking German cars and like he would always, <laughs> he's got a, like, he's pro-America, fuck everything else. Getting drunk in the bar, Mexicans took his job and all this like, silly shit like that and then yeah. gremlins end up driving like a forklift through his house and that's the one where he probably has a big like he's got a character name a wee bit backstory his wife and there's a wee picture of him there oh aye. it's like one of those faces where like, oh, I, can, I, I can not come for someone but I can what I've no prepared a clip but it probably would have just been like that scene for gremlins anyway probably so so we'll just let's have a wee toast to Passing a Dick Miller. 90 years, though. Oh, I mean, when we done... When me and Mikey watched Gremlins at the end of the year, we kind of fell doing the, like, the Dick Miller like rabbit hole on IMDb. Because, oh, I, I, we can him as like, the guy for fucking the barbs. And it looks like, he's in everything. <laughs> and he's like, Little Shop of Horrors, Terminator. And just like his career went on and on. Like, as you're sitting scrolling through it on your phone, it's like, this man's fucking done a lot. So I am actually really keen to see this Amazon Prime documentary. Oh, it'll be interesting since ah. his fucking career spanned fucking decades and like but the the tagline to the poster was priceless. It was something like, By the end of this you'll know Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right, 
movie quiz time. We've you dick face. I reckon if there's any Dick Miller questions in there, let's hope. Who's the cunt that gets shot in the fucking <laughs> in Terminator? So we've taken four four uh, questions each. Yeah, since there's four categories. So yes, we've got comedy, animated, action, and classic. Yeah. So Andy, what one do you want to tackle first? Uh, I'll try comedy. All right. With which actor does Eddie Murphy swap lives in Trading Places? I think I've seen that. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. That's it? Dan Aykroyd? Who's my ass? Good. Yes. Aye, right. good start. Right, I'll you want take comedy too. You want comedy as well? What, <laughs> what actor started with Dan Aykroyd in, in the movie <laughs> Trading Places? In the 2000 movie Meet the Parents. Yep. What is the occupation of Ben Stiller's character, Greg? He's a nurse. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking simple shit you get all the time. Come on, you want classic? Give me action. I want to try and get <laughs> oh. stay in front of you. <laughs> you want some momentum. Sigourney Weaver plays Ellen Ripley in which 1986 James Cameron sci-fi movie? Alien. Aliens. That's what I said. <laughs> No, hear the S. <laughs> no, it was clearly silent. <laughs> it was. I, he- was I-, I heard a full stop. <laughs> Alien. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take half a point for that. <laughs> Just to make you feel better. Right, what do you want? Uh, action. Stop copying me. In which Star Trek movie the two legendary Starfleet captains team up? To defeat Malcolm McDowell's deranged scientist. Oh no! Um, I, I could kind of picture it in my head, but it's got like a. I feel like it's got like a generic. That again, Star Trek degeneration. <laughs> Unlucky. What it's was closer. It? Star Trek Generations. Oh, I really thought Generations is no right. <laughs> you turned that into fucking Degeneration X. Aye. <laughs> the degenerate fucking Patrick Stewart. <laughs> so okay. it's still 1-1. Uh, one, one. Yes, I'll aye. Take, I'll take the loss because I do say S. And so you want to end it there? You don't want to tackle? No, no. We've got them in. No, we'll get them going, you cool. Right, classic. Who played Blanche Dubois? Alongside Marlon Brando in a streetcar named Desire. Fuck knows. When was this released? Doesn't even say. It's classic. <laughs> or classified. How did they make this? Who the fuck's an old actress? It is Vivian Lee. Right, I was going to say fucking. Bruce Lee. Old Fonda, bitch. <laughs> Jane Fonda. <laughs> She's old as fuck. Um, old Fonda. Here you go, you're classic, you cunt. Right. Oh, nut. So easy. The which 1975 movie did play a psychiatric patient? I want to see if you can, if you can get it without telling you who the actor is, because I want to tell you. 1975 psychiatric patient, patient. is it? Jack Nicholson and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Fucking hell. You fucking read all these. <laughs> it's one of these films that we mean to watch for absolute fucking ages. So this is something you said, psychiatric patient and classic. I was like, well, it must be. 
Anne makes it. Watership Down is about a community of which animals? Rabbits. Ding. Easy as fuck, yeah. <laughs> and what year was Disney's Fantasia made? Oh, fuck, I doubt. That's uh, 1967. 1940. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Right. Yeah, so, so we're, we're, uh, taking, we're taking a fucking... Go on then, to the, the better end. Penalty shoots. Aye, take one. What, what fucking... Oh, you know, then you could fuck me over. Alright, right, we'll take, we'll both take for the same. Right. So you've got animation. animation. And oh, come on. This is too easy. <laughs> this is really easy. In which country is Mulan set? China. China. <laughs> this one's easy too. Which Glaswegian comic voiced King Fergus in the Oscar-winning Brave? Billy Connolly. Yes. Comedy. Hope you are in for a long one tonight, folks. Hope <laughs> you went and like, had your toilet breaks. Oh no, you should be fucked here. Oh, yeah, I, I'll say the same for you too. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. What is the name of the game show that sees the Griswold family win a holiday in National Lampoon's European vacation? Really? What's the name of the quiz show? Is it a real that, quiz show or is it a fake quiz show? Aye, a fake uh, one within the movie. So unless you watch that fucking film all the fucking time. Guess that. Work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the fucking classic, Pig in a Poke. <laughs> right, if I get this one right, that means I win. Yeah. Which member of the Beatles oh, no. stepped in to fund... Monty Python's Life of Brian when finance when financing collapsed just before filming. I'm trying to remember the name of a beetle. George Harrison? <laughs> no! Is that it? Oh, yes, right. Yes! This cunt sits every night reading all these fucking questions. Ah, I was like... Oh, Picks and chooses which one <laughs> he wants to fucking get right and which ones he wants to get wrong. <laughs> Oh, well, no. today I learned some cunt for the Beatles helped produce a Monty That's, Python film. That is like the one fucking Beatle I would never kin. Uh, Ringo Starr was the first name that was in my head. Ringo like, Starr. John Lennon. John Lennon and Paul, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Aye. They came to the fuck I, I, I could not remember the name Paul McCartney until just now. And I said George Harrison thinking it was Paul McCartney. <laughs> See, so you're a lucky bastard. Yes. No, a cheating bastard. Aye. So... Fucking cunt. That, that was, it was a fucking some shooter, though. We went through about Aye, half got, a dozen cards I actually got something right. I wasn't expecting it. Exactly. It was neck and neck. Felt like eggheads. <laughs> Film with Dan Aykroyd? No, Coneheads. Sorry. Oh, you, that's it. I went by default. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yes, we are talking about The Princess Bride from 1985. Wait... 1987, I apologise. So yes, today we kick off our IMDb season with the film currently ranked at 216. In the top 250, Princess Bride. It is from director Rob Reiner. Rob's done a few things. Is it related to fucking Jeremy? Jeremy Reiner? Is it just said differently? It's Reiner, isn't it? Oh, oh, Hawkeye. (laughs) Yes, they are... (laughs) 
Pride or Reynolds, see me. <laughs> Actors with, with surnames beginning with R. <laughs> that is a connection there, but... Could have changed so. his name, just so he didn't take his dad's fucking limelight, like fucking Charlie Sheen. Could do. But hasn't. Wait, you mean Emilio Estevez? No, that was his real name. That was the real name Charlie Sheen changed, and All his right, dad changed Oh, right, I thought you mean like Charlie Sheen and Michael Sheen. Aye, they two changed their name, but I think we kept his original name. Aye. I'm sure. Who knows? It's not like we're a movie podcast or anything. This shit doesn't need to be accurate. This isn't the internet. So, Rob Reiner, he has 26 directing credits. How much? 26. Good. Uh, Some of the big ones in the months there includes This is Spinal Tap. Right, no seen that. Stand by me. I've seen that. When Harry met Sally. No seen that. And misery. They kind of have seen all of that. You know of it though. Yeah. So he's he's done some like significant ones as as has went on. It's not been as popular as it was back in the day. Yeah. Like, well, well, I didn't recognize as many titles as his career went on, but he also acts as well. Mm-hmm. So. And in his IMDb top four, he is an actor in The Wolf of Wall Street. And like, as soon as I, I tell you who it is, you'll know exactly who the dude is. He plays Max Belfort, the, the father of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Thank you. Like, he's got that great scene where he's like, you, you spend £400 on, 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 on hors d'oeuvres. And he's going, and he's like, "Come on, they're really good." He's like, "What? Do they cure cancer?" And he's giving them all this shit because they're wasting their money, mm. like that. The really bad-tempered father. Aye, that's Rob Reiner. Mm. Next thing you watch, I was like, "That kind of directed Princess Bride <laughs> and Misery." Stand by me. And turn is like, "Nick, listening now." <laughs> so he was a friend of Stephen King. I think so. Was there any other Stephen King ones either? Not that, nothing notable that, that, I, that I noticed or recognised. Yeah. But that's that's two big ones. Fucking oh, stand by me. So. Is that one in the Criterion collection? It probably could be. Yeah. I'm sure I've got a one Criterion Blu-ray and it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a Harold Lloyd silent film cried Speedy. Wow. Yeah. It, it was like his last silent film. And it was a Criterion Blu-ray, and it was a UK Blu-ray, and it was like, and it was like nine ninety nine on eBay, and I was like, eh, fuck it. Bought it, stuck on a shelf. Never seen it. Never seen it. It's terrible. You do. What's the point in hardcore, hard copies nowadays? Well, that's it. When companies like Ultraviolent vanish, you're like, oh, Ultraviolent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's it. People kind of cling on to their physical media a little bit tighter when they realise, like, when companies disappear. If you're really, storing it Netflix, in the cloud. Amazon. But sometimes that shit doesn't go in there. Like, when you're trying to... Like, then there's the... It gets to that point of the night where you wake up and you want to watch Jaws 2 and it's no streaming anywhere. Hmm. And then you have to rely on good old DVD. <laughs> or dust off a, an old video cassette. Do you have an old video cassette? I do. They're in the attic. Huh. The, the bigger the question player? is, like, do you have the player? Exactly. Yeah. Nib there's the player. Obviously, he's got the tapes. Huh. Because, like, look at me. I'm fucking vintage, retro, yeah, hipstery as fuck. 
Look at no, my... So I want to watch us filming the worst quality possible because ah, I'm a fucking... Fucking love the track, my tapes. Uh, fuck off. Start the tracking. Look how fast it rewinds. <laughs> Sometimes I just rewind it to the bits I like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even go all the way to the beginning. But The Princess Bride stars Carrie... I want to say Yules. E-L-W-E-S. Right. Or it might be a silent W. Carrie Ellis. Mm-hmm. As Wesley, Mandy Patinkin as uh, in I I all week is like is say it, Swedish or say the name right uh, Inigo Montoya. Aye. Aye, I feel like I'm saying it too much saying Inigo. In- Inigo. I N I G O. I feel like I want to say Ingo, but <laughs> Ingo. <laughs> Inigo Montoya. Something something. My father prepared to die. Uh, Chris Sarandon as Prince Humperdinck, Christopher Guest as Count Rugen, Wallace Shawn as Vinzi, Andre the Giant as Fezzik, Fred Savage as the grandson, Robin Wright as the Princess Bride, and Peter Falk, Columbo, as the grandfather. And Billy Crystal. Yes, as, as Miracle Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, what is the plot to Princess Bride? Well, there's a young lady, no film well. <coughs> granddad comes along and says, I've got a book for you. Listen Let me pinch it. your cheek. Aye. <laughs> Listen to me, you prick. I read this book to your dad. Aye. And my dad read it to me. And now I'm going to read it to you because your dad obviously left. you are being raised by a single mother. What a shit. <laughs> Gloat over that fact. It's not a Disney film, is it? <laughs> Your dad was shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, notice that like all the parents are like all, nearly all film. the films are all fucking single parents. Mm. Or if there is parents, prepare to die. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Aye. But is it just about the film? Is about this fucking book and how it how the book goes? Yeah, but it's about. What's it about? There's fencing. Aye, a fucking ah, it's all about sword fighting and mm-hmm. like Dungeons and Dragons shit. Yes, some swashbuckling. Aye, this bitch wants to marry someday, but the prince says no. Mm-hmm. You're marrying me, hen. Goes away, comes back a few years later with a tash and a mask. Aye. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, who could that be? <laughs> who knows? Zoro? No. Anyway. Andy, was this the first time you've seen yeah, the Princess Bride? It was, yes. Okay. Uh, the same for me. I've always heard of it. Aye, I've heard that. Like that, that famous quote, I am Ingoyo, Ingo Montoya, mm-hmm. prepare to die. Uh, that's you part kill, of... You aye. kill my father. Or in the name of my father or something. Aye, yeah. Like he's got the, that famous speech which is, I think, etched in pop culture. Mm. That, and obviously... A lot of folk recognise it because, like, Andre the Giant's in it oh. as well. Where is he fit? Is he not of, like, Italian descent? I was thinking, he sounded a bit French. Uh, he might be. Um, I watched the Andre documentary that and HBO did. Andre is, kind of, I think that's a French. What you say, fucking Andrew? I should have said that in the introduction of the episode. So they know Ken Ross wearing, like, Andre, Andre. the Walker. <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> yep, French professional wrestler Andre 
René Remusseoff. Oh. Billed as Andre the Giant. So yes. Did you, other than like, did you have any early memories of the film prior to actually seeing it? Other than just like those famous parts, like you always see snippets of and. No, that, honestly, all I came about the film was, Ingwe was Andre the Giant was in it. Yeah, that's all I came. Mm. And I've heard folk talk of the Princess Bride, and a lot of times I was thinking, like that fucking film Anne Hathaway. The Princess Diaries. That's it. <laughs> I had that all mixed up until I'd seen something actually play and said the Princess Bride. I was like, oh, right, okay. Completely different. Yes. So, uh, what did you think of the film? It was an alright watch. Yeah, I was I was surprised as well because there's that thing where it's like, right, it's ranked off your high. Fuck, talk so much about it. Does it live up to the hype? Yeah. And you're like, getting what? It's actually a, a really entertaining film. It was a wee bit confusing for me because I didn't know what kind of film it was. Yeah. To begin with, I thought, oh, it's maybe just like a, no, a serious fantasy film, but yeah, a fantasy film, but then it kind of, certain point went to comedy. Yes. It, the times this film fucking feels like you're watching a uh, like Naked Gun, mm-hmm. like the moment where they're rolling down the hill yeah. and they're going, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or. It was when uh, Wesley falls down. I just hope you die. And he falls in the hell. like, as you wish. <laughs> so, so uh, it has its daft comedy moments. It's got, I was trying to like, find something to, like, you could really compare it to. Like, like, is it like Willow? But I think Willow's quite serious. Like, it takes itself as a serious fantasy medieval I film. I think I've seen that properly. Uh, then, I just mind somebody in the, in the water. Right. A baby in the water or something like ah. that. And then there's Labyrinth, but that's too far fantasy. That's oh. like, This is like medieval mm-hmm. times almost. And then the, the closest I can really think of it is, is like Shrek, like a live-action Shrek. <laughs> I was thinking more Your Highness. But without like, drugs. Without drugs and pure comedy. See, the thing is, if you watch Your Highness now, there might be a whole rake of Princess oh, Bride references we never knew. Oh. So, and that's it's probably one of those things that's... In, inspired films since then and also we spoke tonight already that uh, Once Upon a Deadpool uh-huh. with, with no it's no official but well, we assume aye, from the trailers uh, they recreate the opening where it's Fred Savage in bed and Deadpool's reading him a story yeah. but Fred Savage it even, even looked like the same bedroom aye. <laughs> yeah he's just tied to a bed and he's about fucking 30 years older before <laughs> Do you recognise the kid? Aye, was that no like, what's it called? Is it Boy Meets World? Uh, is it Boy Meets World? Is something or like, like the that? Wonder Years? I guess the, the Wonder Years is one. Oh, was Wonder Years no first and then it went to Boy Meets World or something like that? Possibly. Margaret recognised him from that. Aye, I mind him for fucking, is it Gold thing? Gold member? Ah, they can. What was he in that? The mole. The guy with the mole. Was it? All right. I could see it now. Morley, morley. Oh. <laughs> Fred Savage. Like, with a name like that. Uh, he got savaged. You just think, like, none against them, but Savage, quite a big surname. Mm-hmm. Fred. Yeah. Like, they just phoned in on the first name. Well, it would be, be Frederick. That's in any better. Maybe. Frederick Savage. Aye. <laughs> Medieval wrestler. Yeah. 
let's have a wee look at some of the notes. Because mm-hmm. I liked how I was always wondering how the film would sort of play out. Like, what was the story going to be? Yeah. And I was surprised when you seen the characters of like where they th- they pretend to be circus performers. Aye, it, when, it was, when she's on the horse. Yeah. Aye, it was Inigo, uh, Andre the Giant was that Fesnik and yeah. that wee guy like that. I recognise for like everything. Exactly. <laughs> it's one of the faces where he's yes. everything, but you think he is. Aye, and it was Wallace Shawn is his name, aye. and he's always like inconceivable, aye. and to the point where it's like, I don't think you're using that word right. <laughs> <laughs> like the film has a sense of humour where it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. And also at times where. If you think it it's getting caught up in its own bullshit, it, the film gets taken out when even the kids like this is a bit melodramatic. Hmm. So even like the film is self aware. It's almost like a fourth wall. So it's like, what would you would you class that as fourth wall? But it's like well, the guy's telling the kid the story, but it's still in the film. I know. I reckon what it kind of falls what, as three and a half. Exactly, because you're sort of watching a movie within a movie. Yeah. The kid and his granddad's like one movie. That, that's how it opens and how it ends, and they're just that movie within it. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's great because they kind of provide their commentary at times where the kids like, oh man, it's too much kissing, uh, or like, no, granddad, you're no get... you'll marry him. Aye, you're getting the story wrong. Aye, read it better. Change, change the story, granddad. I'm telling you, she's not marrying him. It's <laughs> like, so, well, I guess I'm gonna have to improvise. <laughs> Hi, for later on, it's just fucking oh, <laughs> him making it up. That's maybe where it all changed. <laughs> where it kind of changed genres. Exactly. Everything just got really funny. It's got ad libs. <laughs> but I did like that the fact that it was sort of like a story within a story, mm. where I was read something where like people look at this as like one of those films to watch when you're sick, just because the main characters. Mm. Half, half school no well in bed that's the type of film that you lie on the couch with the covers and watch that made me that, that kind of makes me think a never ending story ah I was just thinking just where I'm fucking like run, like gone to school but no going into class and just hiding and reading yeah. his book aye that's what made me think that's the kind of thing that I would want to watch if I wasn't at school yeah I kind of thought the same but it was um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off because I was like he no, was he was pretending to be sick, and whilst all the things he's at school, he's sort of got all this big elaborate thing where, when the door opens, I've a cassette tape playing. Is it? <coughs> Don't come in, mom. I think it's contagious. Oh. And it's just like all the pillows arranged and all this wee bits of string. Whilst he's it with his pals, joyriding in cars and oh, getting in hijinks, getting caught up in a parade, and the fucking head teacher's on to him, so he's tracking him. So, and that's that. I feel was like always one of those like half sick movies mm. now the, the inconceivable guy Wallace Shawn I had to look up because like, there's something about him like you just kin him for something and yeah. then I realised also I think he's probably been in like 50 TV shows oh, aye, aye. but he is the voice of Rex from Toy Story he's the dinosaur oh is he aye it clicks when you hear like when he gets proper ranty and shouty at fuck and it's yeah. like ah, that's it's funny when you get older and you start realising there's the toys from Toy Story like Fucking Ernest is like the voice of Slinky Dog, and ah, uh, uh, it's like it's things like that click. It's like, that blows your mind. Exactly, it's like oh my god, they're <laughs> they're real people. <laughs> <laughs> There's established actors playing these roles. It's not random dinosaur voice guys. Well, come on, now. 
Ernest, isn't he? I must start the shot. He has his own franchise about himself. <laughs> Ernest goes to camp. Ernest, I think, goes to jail. <laughs> I reminded that one where he's fucking got the flare buffer and it's that's gone up the fucking walls. And exactly. The boy had his own franchise. Yeah. Marvel's not got a thing on him. He's like a poor man's Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, so. Oh. Let me ask you a question about the film. Okay. This film has a lot of characters in it. Mm-hmm. Any particular favourites? That kind of steal the film for you? Probably just the main character. Zorro can Yes. <laughs> uh, Wesley. Wesley. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was like surprisingly good. I'm, I, I'm surprised. Great. I've seen him in loads of things as well. I was just about to say, I haven't. No. Like, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't seen him more. Uh, and when I clicked on IMDb, his face popped up as like the Robin Hood men in tights. Aye. And I was like, oh, right, that makes sense. Because he kind of has like a good comedic chops and timing, and but when I scrolled through him, because his voice was dead familiar. Is it with me? Is it no hot shot? How do you kind of this hot shots or no? See the bad guy. Right. Fuck. It's possible. (laughs) Probably not. But when I scrolled through IMDb, he is the voice of uh, the Baron in the Catch Return. The barn, the main one, eh? Yes. The one with the top part and shit. Aye. The Nick and that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I tend to, like the Studio Ghibli films, I usually tend to watch them with an English dub. Mm-hmm. In The Catch Return, I felt like he plays a very similar character. But he is also like a sort of sword fighting hero. Yeah. That comes to save like a damsel in distress. Basically. And it was just when you heard him like, his, his reintroduction because obviously he starts off as like the stable boy uh, with like the, <laughs> the long hanging blonde hair mm-hmm. saying as you wish he's like man this is a bit to get fucking like, somebody's getting shagged in the stables very <laughs> I shortly he's going to end up being like a hodor it's like <laughs> all you can say is as you wish <laughs> and and when they decide to fucking get married he just vanishes for uh, years Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have away and fucking sow my wild oats. I'm for a fucky fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Four years later. Five. <laughs> Five. But oh. it, it's upon like his his return. Where it's very subtle at first. Like they've kidnapped the, the princess. Mm-hmm. Buttercup though. Buttercup. Buttercup seems like a fucking coup. Yeah. Oh, that was one thing I was going to ask you. There was a bit in the film where the king says to his pal, I think you were right about trying to kill her on her honeymoon. No, was it something about that before your honeymoon? Mm-hmm. But I'm actually looking forward to strangling with it. Aye. Does I that mean that he, he hired, hired day three? those? Yes. So I, on her journey for, I guess, one kingdom to another, she was going to get killed along the way. So that would have been. Aye, when I watched it again last night, that clip that yeah. he'd obviously organised a Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, and that Mandy Ingoyo. Mm-hmm. Well, Ingo Montoya. That's it. Um, so, aye, it seems like he had that stage from the beginning. Yes. But, but why? 
What was it? There, was there seemed purpose? to be some. I don't know if it was like he was getting the the land. Like somebody was getting framed. He mentioned a name and I asked. Ah, was, was it no? He was trying to go to war with the neighbouring kingdom. Yeah. And, they and he was going to blame the murder on them so he can go to war. Exactly. So I there, there was a dick dastardly plan and mm-hmm. it can't be like any more fairy tale with names like Buttercup and Humperdink. <laughs> Like, of course, that's your bad guy's name. Mm. But we were talking about the Wesley, uh, his subtle introduction where like they're just in the fishing boat, and it's like, oh, maybe it's just like a local fisherman uh, fishing in eel-infested waters in the middle of the night. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a bit of a stretch, but aye, sure. But how did he find them? <laughs> I know, like, right away, as soon as she was in trouble. Yeah. Come out hiding. <laughs> been watching you for years. Exactly. Like, who's that man in black twirling a moustache? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just love when he just constantly pursuing them. It's almost like the fucking Terminator. Fucking <laughs> Where it's the point where I I love the shot where they're climbing up the mountain and it's like this steep. Like there's a name for this fucking cliff. Sheer like, cliff face. Yes, and like Andre the Giant's just such a fucking giant. He puts all three of them on his person, like in oh, on like this attached to him. <laughs> exactly with like this. Some sort of leather hold all saddle thing. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, one for you. And it's when he's climbing up and do like the close up shots where Wallace Shawn's sitting chewing him out, saying, Why can't you climb any faster? This is inconceivable. This, that, the next thing. And it's a close up shot where <laughs> there's, there's clearly no climb on the side of a cliff. No, he's just. He's just doing this. And the guy's standing in front of him talking to him as if there's no <laughs> hanging off him at all. And I, there's just something about that shot I really find amusing. Where it's just like, this film knows what it's done. Like, it's. Oh, there's a bit in the film. It's something like, it knows it's cheesy. Yeah. And when they get all the way to the top, and the bandit, well, like the the masked man, Wesley's following him. They cut the rope and <laughs> look, it's like, I was like, oh, this man's good. Like, oh, hang on, Jay, the giant always said, said something about, he has good arms. <laughs> <laughs> There's that brilliant bit where she tries to jump, swim away from them. And, oh, and they look at Rocket Ingo and he's like, I cannot swim. <laughs> and Andre the giant, I will do doggy paddle. <laughs> It's like oh, they're just like this fucking simple charm to him. Where it's like oh, this this guy's brilliant. Mm. Like there's, it's not limited, but he's just he's a he's a gentle giant quality. Yeah. But it's just that fucking deep bassy voice. And <laughs> just like I only know Gipado. It's like oh, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I imagined them just <laughs> jumping in the water. Um, but I love the dialogue where. Uh, Inigo went to have the sword fight with Wesley and he's climbing out and like, you alright there? Like, yes. He's like, you want, you want help up? It's like, it's quite difficult. I need to concentrate. And it's just like how polite they are to have this conversation. Because you, you hurry this up, please. <laughs> it's like, you're breaking my concentration. I'll, I'll give you a rope. And it's like, well, sorry, I don't trust. Like, was like, you take my word as a Spaniard. It's like, it's like I've known a few Spaniards. It's like, Okay, <laughs> um, and he talks about like the thing. Uh, I do it on my father's name. All right, and it's like right away. It's like 
It's like, well, hand me that rope. It's yeah. like, it was fucking perfect. He trusted that man. And then as soon as he gets up there, he said, right, you ready? It was like, no, no, you're, you're needing the rest. Aye, like, they're, they're so polite, so... Yeah. And it's funny, I reckon if it was, uh, like, a double entendre reference where, like, he, he's also quite good with his sword, so he's, I'm going to do it with my right hands. Yeah. He's like, oh, come on, we're in a hurry. He's like, I know, but if I do it with my left hand, it's over with too quick. No, the other way around. Right. No, aye, because he fights oh, him with his left and he says, I'm, actually I'm, not, I'm not actually left-handed. Aye, it just made me seem like they're talking about jerking off. <laughs> if I do it with my other hand, it'll take me longer and I can enjoy it more. Yeah. Whereas if I do it with my normal hand, it'll be over too soon. No. <laughs> it doesn't get to enjoy it as much. Yeah. Maybe I'm just filth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm yes, just filth. <laughs> so I do love like the wee sword fight they have. Where it's like they have like this conversation and they're just like, man, you're really good at this. I know. But the thing is... I was using the wrong hand, and then the switch, and the other guy's like, "I'm the same." Uh-huh. And it was like the music's dead cheesy. They're throwing like they start doing flips. Like there's a bar there. Oh, like, yeah, a random fucking trapeze bar. <laughs> exactly. Where both of them take clear advantage of it. Continue the fight, and there's a great moment where Inigo just throws his sword up, and he like quickly runs over. Stop. They both stop. Looks up. Catches the sword and continues. Yeah. It's like it is. It's fucking dead. Even the music's dead cheesy. But there's just something brilliant about it. Mm. I really just enjoyed that sequence. Because Wesley just kind of works on them one by one. Because there, there's, I think, one of the times where it's like, obviously, it has like a battle of wits with a. Uh, Shane boy. Yes. Onto the giant, I reckon, if it's strength. And then I, I'm like. He tells the, the, the brainy guy, tells him, wait behind with a rope. When yes. It comes out, smashes button. Aye. <laughs> and Andre the Giant doesn't play that way. It's like, I could have, but I'm not. And yes. then, like, I meant to miss you. <laughs> I, I like how I Andre the Giant loses to a sleeper hold. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to rewind it back. Because, like, what did I miss there? Because, like, he just dropped in. Like, what? No, there's got to be something else. Like, nope. Just slowly applied the sleeper hold, and he eventually. <laughs> I but back then sleeper rules were finishing moves. Yeah, because uh-huh. <laughs> it fucking worked. Because they were just he was sitting crushing Wesley up against the wall. I was like, how is that boy not dead? Because even he was like, mm. and his dialogue was getting a wee bit more like harder to breathe. <laughs> but Andre <laughs> the Giant was like, <laughs> oh, you could tell it was near like in shape when he was trying to run and stuff <laughs> at times I thought there was like a stunt double but where would you find a fucking body double to match Andre the Giant unless it's a grown man in midgets <laughs> <laughs> thankfully they never went that far alright so speaking of like the, the battle of wits mm-hmm. that, was, that was another it was like the normal thing where it's like how do you kind of, if it, it's like the common trope of the poison drink yeah. and like who's going to get it and then you just realise you cheat it. Yeah. <laughs> if it gave me seven immunity to the fucking poison. Aye. And I do love how uh, Wallace Sean tried to distract him. He's like, oh, look. Like the oldest trick in the book. And he turns yeah. around, switches around. And it just, they decide to have the fucking, like his death kicking when he's in that mid laugh. Yeah. Like, like, because what's that? do a battle of wits with a Sicilian. Aye, because, yep, yeah, he looks like a Sicilian right <laughs> now. <laughs> Wee pudgy, pale, bald white man. Right. And just go, <laughs> And what was it? He was going out fucking rattling off all the. Oh, great, the theory. Great. And because it, it was something about Australian. Is this that? And excellent. Oh. And, and it's like, what are you. 
rattling on about that okay you know a lot I guess that's what we're trying to drive home here because even Wesley's like well how can I compete and like your knowledge is overwhelming <laughs> <laughs> and I mean maybe we should talk about Robin Wright Buttercup the oh. actress I, I have seen some complaints that she's been written as quite a bland character but I feel that kind of like in the first half definitely because she's just a damsel in distress yeah. sat there captured but when it's down to just her and Wesley, she kind of has her own personality. Uh, but the bit where they're in the fucking... The cavern and the, the sinking. Bunk. Yeah. Oh, that pissed me off. Because it is like a sort of like a... Wesley's quite optimistic and she's a bit like... No. Uh, and I do love that part where they're talking about the chances of uh, unusual sized rodents. Uh, or no, rodents of unusual size. And it's like, I don't think they exist in it. He's done and he's seen them. That's the thing. He's seen them fucking waiting on them. <laughs> well, I just love the way they're done. It just says that line that just one fucking jumps in, some, like nowhere and fucking attacks them. <laughs> it starts battering the shit out of them. That was the bit that pissed me off. It's like she's just started going, pick his sword up. Get a stab. Aye. Get, get a wee poke with a sword. You're picking a poke. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it's the parts where I I think and it was obviously Robin Wright's went on to do like a lot more things since then and I I know it's in the end credits it said introducing Robin Wright so Celie either her first role or her first like film role because mm-hmm. I only really know her now as she was Kevin Spacey's wife in the House of Cards. Uh, TV series and then like the last series it's it's her instead of Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey uh, and she was in like the last Blade well the latest Blade Runner movie she was like Harrison Ford well Ryan Gosling's boss she's done a lot more things but they're the only two uh, that comes to mind and she was fine in this there wasn't like there's no Oscar worthy or uh, no, it's, it's I, not I, like a film for for fucking great acting yes it's about great storytelling and Aye. comedy. Mm-hmm. And there's a, it has like those weird like comedic moments where like the, the fucking albino. I recognise him. Aye, Mel Smith was his name. Aye, he was like, like a party, I'm sure he was a party, a comedy duo. Right. British comedy duo. Aye. So I mind when I was me and my dad used to watch it when, when I should be in my bed. Right. I mind the fucking peeking through the fucking... Get your fucking bed! Uh, Aye. <laughs> basically. But, fucking send us to your bed and then order a chinky. Like, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> it was, but the moment I like it with him the most, they're trying to find out where Wesley is after mm. he's been captured by Humperdinck and his men. And Andre the Giants, there to fucking, like, knock some sense jog his things. memory. And he fucking collapses, like, I jogged him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's just things like that I just fucking really like. And my favourite character of the film has to be Miracle Max. Like or or maybe just like a favourite cameo. Hmm. Like when watching it's like that has to be Billy Crystal. And someone built it's like it just seems like Billy Crystal. Yeah, he's like sounds exactly like the flame for fucking Oh Calcifer uh, from Howl's uh, Moving Castle. Exactly. And it's um it's it's just the way he talks, where it looks like he's got like this thick New Yorker accent. Hmm. I, 
Or well, kind of like New York Jewish. Aye, I didn't want to say Jewish there, but aye, there is a Jewish thing to it. Yeah. Where it, it's just his whole banter, where like it's clearly a fantasy film, but he's clearly got this like this New Yorker accent, and he's yeah. talking about they're trying to bring Wesley back, and when they're pumping the air into him because he's he's still somewhat alive, <laughs> and it's a. And there's a and something like true love. Hmm. And it's like, oh, true love. What could be better than true love? Well, a nice MOT. It's like perky tomatoes and the lettuce hmm. and the mozzarella. Aye, no, it was fucking mutton. Uh-huh. So a BLT, it was an MLT. Uh-huh. And they just getting all fucking carried away about this fucking sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, this is so fucking out. Like, Disney belong in this film at all, but it's fucking genius. Yeah. And then when he tries to swindle them, saying, well, it sounds like true love. But it's like, it's like something in the half and he talks about like, hmm. like you clearly lost money on the cards and his wife comes fucking screaming out <laughs> like hmm. giving him shit just saying I don't know you're fucking him her over. Her voice was familiar too. I know. If she was... She's, uh, the, her name was Carol Kane and she looked on IMDb the picture of her outside of the makeup looked familiar but I never dived into what her hmm. filmography was but it was a nice wee cameo appearance where it's like that, that could like that could be that could steal a film yeah, he's like that's a fucking brilliant bit when they go see Medical Max, and he comes up with like this potion, and I love the whole effects that afterwards like it does bring Wesley back to life, but for the majority of it, he's just paralytic. Yeah, brings him back, but his body's no work. Exactly, and there's just all these things where you've got uh, Inigo and was Andre's character was like Fesnik or Fesic, and they're having this conversation, and Andre's sitting controlling his head. So every time it goes to Inigo, turns Wesley, so he looks at him, hmm. turns apart, and then they let go, and he bangs his head off the wall, and it's just like this thumping, and he goes, oh. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like Weekend at Bernie's, and they're just carrying this dead body with him, yeah. and he's slowly coming back. <laughs> and it's just, honestly, I was just pissing myself laughing at all those bits where, like, there's, where Miracle Max turns like, like, have fun storming the castle! And, it, and when they're really there, it's like, he's, He's fucking no good because he's just like a bag of bones. They fucking put him down. Go day so come back. Like he's gone. Where the fuck could he have went? <laughs> like he's just this limp fucking pile of bones. Yeah, it was like every time he moved, it was like Andre the Giant. Look, he just moved your finger. <laughs> and he does. Andre the Giant comes across as just this big caring soul, where he's just like he's so positive, mm. and everything he does, like he's positive, like he's just encouraging them. What about the, the rival to that Inigo Montoya? Oh, the fucking cunt who killed his dad. Yes, the, the man with six fingers. Right. <laughs> which is odd in itself. Yeah. But um, the whole thing when he finally gets to confront him <laughs> is really good. He finally says his line that he's been practising for years and, aye, and gets, turns around and likes it. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it's how it starts. Because it starts that way. He says it and then it's like... <gasps> And it is the complete opposite of what you think. You think they're going to have this big epic sword fight. Bad guy pisses it and just fucking runs for his life. Mm-hmm. Finally catches him up and does like that thing where he hits him with a throwing knife, doesn't he? Oh, and, and you're like, oh, this is that's a bit sad. Like this has been this boy's journey since he was like age eleven to hide, like find and kill this man that killed his father. Yeah. But like through his through the words of like like his his personal mantra, like kind of gave him the strength. To carry on and fight because that knife looked like he was dead. Yeah. And then when he just started repeating the lines, it fucking it, it hulked him up, and he managed to fucking do it, it, like the fight. And I think 
there's a trivia note where it says for each of the wounds that he gave back to the man with six fingers, it was also the wounds that he'd done to him. Like, he stabbed him in the shoulder, the side, cut him on cheek to cheek. And when it comes... It's just that fucking moment where he's got him and he's going to kill him. And he's like, will you give me money? He's like, of course, anything you want. And he's like, I'll give you... I think I was like, jewels, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I'll give you this, that, and the next thing. And he's like... But I'll give you anything you want. And he's like, I want my dad back. Mm. And he's like, oh, like I, I could have fucking great. And just like, oh, the character motivation's brilliant. And so of course, like, oh, we can't do that. You're fucked, son. Yeah. <laughs> Stab. <laughs> oh, it's such a fucking brilliant line. Where just like, oh, make films with him. Mm. Oh, where's his film? Forget a little old Spain. An old Spanish fucking. And like, forget about Zorro. I want fucking Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't roll off the tongue as much, but oh, it's just a fucking brilliant moment. Do you have any moments at the top of your head where it's like it was really good, but we've not covered it yet? Oh, really? Covered all the best bits a bit where they were fond in the hill. Yeah. The fucking fighting the rock. Aye. Oh, that pissed me off, bitch. Stop it. Save your man getting fucking chewed to bits. <laughs> what about when they kind of overthrow Humperdinck? That was fairly standard. Oh, where he's lying where in it, the bed and fucking... Yes, she's run to her, her, her fucking bedroom to kill herself. Huh. I like the, the wee dialogue where... Is that her parents? Or Humperdinck's parents? Huh. Uh, that was always a weird thing. It's like the king fucking loved her. Aye. Uh, like, how did you come to know this woman? Exactly, because she just, like, she was like a farmer's daughter. Mm. But it was just where she's like, I'm going to go kill myself, and gives him a wee peck on the cheek. He goes, mm. <laughs> she kissed me. And he tells her, I'm going to kill myself, and just her. And just hoped, like, maybe you could help my situation. Maybe you mm. could stop this from happening. I got a kiss with the lassie. Mm. And he was just all fucking giggly. <laughs> it's like, so silly. And I love uh, Wesley's yeah. line is like it's all about ruining two perfectly good breasts if you do yeah, that. There's not enough. There's not enough good uh, perfect breasts in the world. I to let alone let you fucking stab them. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, put your arms around me." He's like, "Well, at the moment I can't." So I don't even how the fuck he got to the bed. <laughs> just lying there, <laughs> and she gives him like a wee kiss and lets go of his head and fucking hits on the headboard. Going, I'm actually blanking on how he fucking manages to overthrow uh, Humperdinck. It was just all bubble. Aye. Well, God, aye, because that's it, wasn't he? Was he not like leaning against the bed or something? Or aye, he, and just, he was just pointing the sword at him and telling him, sit, like, drop your sword. And, aye, and he, he obeys. Aye, and he sits down and he gets tied to the chair and then he kind of fucking wavers when he tries to walk. And, and you were bluffing. Yeah. But no, I think it actually, like overall, it's a surprisingly good film. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't. Oh, one oh. thing we missed talking about the machine. Oh the yeah, torture, the torture machine, which is so fucking out there, like a machine that sucks the life out of you, like the years off of you. Yeah. When they fucking cranked it up to is it forty five or fifty? I expected them to come back and he's like a wrinkled old man, like Miracle Max. Yeah. Like, just they've sucked the years out of him and now he's just an elderly man. Not that the fact that, like, that taking it to 50 just kills him. Yeah. So, well, that was an interesting 
device. I, like, I love when they're trying to find the tree. It's like, now it's impossible to find the knot on this tree. And they squish it. It's like, that one. The door opens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just it's so full of shit at times. Where they're just like, no, it's right there. There's a secret Montoya entrance. Montoya was using his dad's sword to find To lead him. him. Aye. And he stabbed the tree and he went, oh, fuck. Aye. Caught <laughs> <laughs> the fucking button. I like the when... That you kind of get that reunion where uh, Andre the Giant finds Montoya. Aye, he's fucking wasted on brandy or something. And there, it was it goes back to like uh, the granddad's narration. It's like he nursed him well, and he's the fucking waterboarding him, <laughs> dipping yeah. his head in barrels from one to the other. He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm sober. <laughs> the, the the film actually has so many good bits that were yeah. It's one of those things that I wouldn't mind if it was on telly. I'd happily watch it again. Yeah. And it's such a, like a family friendly film. There's nothing like they swear and they blood. Exactly. Like you could watch like your kids could watch it and you wouldn't mind it. You'd actually like it'd be interesting to see if they actually take any of it on board. Because mm-hmm. I feel like as older children would probably get the sense of humour a little bit mm-hmm. more. Or because I it is I feel it's just like a live action adaption of fucking Shrek. Mm. I can see that. <laughs> you just Andre the Giant isn't he green with pointy ears yeah. he ain't an ogre mm-hmm. he's a giant so I think we thoroughly covered that yeah rambled through it as we always do <laughs> I, I always try and have a structure and then it's like it doesn't work doesn't work fuck it as long as you talk about all the best bits yeah. like, there's nothing really bad about this film like, I, I feel the things that could be looked at as bad is intentionally bad like the cheesy music during the sword fight, like that's the only time I can. Oh, the other bit, another bit, when they're um, trying to get rid of the sixty men in front of the door. Oh aye, and the the, fucking, the continuity, aye, the, the fire. Aye, it's like there's just the cloak there, and then it cuts to close up. Roger the giants wearing the cloak that cuts back again. Aye. He's no there, and it hangs on fire, and it cuts mm. back, and he's not really on fire yet. It's like the close up. There's no flames. Like it was just how he came across the cloak. Aye. It's like holds it his trousers and said, Yes, it fitted me so well the man said I could keep it. Aye. It was when it said like we need a Holocaust cloak. It's like, oh, oh I have one. <laughs> it's like that's really dark. I like the the scene after that where they get through the six of the men and then it's like the leader who is in charge of those men is like, We need the key to the castle. It's like what key and like onto the giant thumbs like, Oh, this key uh, <laughs> He has a whole lot, he just shits himself. It's like, Oh, you mean this one? Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> The fucking arse falls out right away when they fucking lean on him. Yeah. And there's it just the film is full of so many moments where it's just fucking made me laugh. Yeah. So let's have a wee look at the budget box office and trivia. I'll go out of order. The, no, the trivia the trivia that I know off the top of my head, right. the actor with six fingers, mm-hmm. well, the character with six fingers, this actor uh, was also in a movie that Rob Reiner done previously. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. He was the character that famously said the line, uh, we need we turn it up to 11, or crank it to 11. And of course, if you add all his fingers together, 11. So it's a... Uh, an actual thing was that like an official someone the director meant to do well it's or it's on IMDB so coincidental it was a thing I'd seen on Reddit where it's like it's under a form called movie details and it just the fact that that was his famous line was turning up to 11 and it just 
coincidental next film he appeared in he had a character that had 11 fingers mm. um, and the rest was saying that about Ingo Montoya attacking that man with his, like slice him cheek to cheek stabbing him in those particular places was identical to where he had stabbed him as a child Mm. That's a bit much for an eleven-year-old, by the way. Mm. <laughs> a fucking swordsman going stab, stab, stab. I would just kill your dad, and I will cut you to ribbons too. <laughs> <laughs> so, for one day, where you come back and kill me? Yeah. Absolutely. I was gonna say it's a chopper, whole friend of us. Hey, right. Let's have a wee look at the budget. I'm guessing myself without actually looking, I was thinking, would this would twenty be too much? 20 like 20 million to make this film I would think so that was a sort of like my rough guess I was thinking low, 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 and I was thinking like the 45 million mark aye I'll soon find out just cause it's no fucking you see all the fucking aye some of the sets and, and no aye the sets didn't look spectacular mm. but I think that's just a thing like on how a movie ages. Right. You could tell it's like, well, that's clearly a fucking set mm-hmm. now. Or all the f- like, the fake walls that they climb up. Uh-huh. Okay, let's see. Wikipedia budget sixteen million. Really? Mm-hmm. So what? How much do you think it made? Well, is it going to be one of the ones where it? Game cult following afterwards, or is it going to one? It was good off the bat. I'm thinking maybe made 40. Uh, oh, it has domestic only, and that was a 30.8. Oh. So, made its money back at least. Yeah. Uh, oh, nominated for one Oscar. Let's find out. Best supporting. Original song. Storybook of Love. That's why I never won it, because I didn't know what the fuck that was. Mm. Now, this was based on a book. Uh, when I found out, when it comes to like our Amazon one-star reviews. Yes. Uh, somehow, Amazon... Like, when you click on Princess Bride, which is like the Prime Video, and all the reviews, they've got the reviews of the DVD, Blu-ray, Prime Video, and Kindle reviews. Oh, so they lumped in the reviews of the book and the movie. Two so, separate medias. Yes. Nothing to do with each other. So, other than name. And I think there's... I've never read into it. I just heard... I, I watched the Honest trailer for it today. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's sort of like the where the snake eats its own tail. And there was like the book. Then the movie about the book. Then they adapted the book to be a bit more like the movie. Because I imagine all the sense of humour and maybe the granddad reading it to Maybe the author tried to adapt it and trying to make it more popular. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the negative reviews is all about... Folk how much they hate the book in comparison to the film. Yeah. So, this altogether had 966 reviews on Amazon. 22 <laughs> were one-star reviews. 20 were hate for the book. Oh. So there's only two one-star reviews and they were incredibly short. Our first one, incredibly dated with no strong female roles or dialogue. Uh, feminist. Yep. And <laughs> our last one, not as good as I hoped. Hmm. What a shame. One's extreme, though. Not as good as I hoped. I mean, cry that a two. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. Like that, that like, like, cry that average. So mm-hmm. not as good. Below average. Like one is like, man, that's 
fucking turd. <laughs> the film's a turd. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, obviously we're talking about Amazon One Star Reviews as our, our our only sponsor for the episode. Mm-hmm. Go to filmsandswearing.com, click on our Amazon link and do your shopping as normal. It's a nice way to support Films and Swearing and buy yourself some cool shit at the same time. Yeah. Just don't buy the Princess Bride book on Kindle. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than that, that's it. Yeah. We're done. First one down. Mm-hmm. 24 to go. And who was it that won that? You better mind them. Fucking. Yeah, uh, fucking. Message me, I can it's there, it's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find it when you're there. Aye. Uh, right, so I have also got little folded pieces of paper oh. of our joint reviews. So is this what we're doing next? Yes. Because originally I think it was going to be a single review with everyone talking about the one film, and then where we all review a film each. Uh, I think with the way that it works out, we're going to go through all the films now we review as a team. Well, no, all the films we review individually. Those episodes we're going to get through those quicker than our individual ones. Yeah. So we either do prisoners next, and then do joint ones after it, or we just do a joint one next week. Wait, I, I keep getting it wrong saying double reviews, joint reviews. So a group review is where we will cover the one film. Yeah. Individual reviews is where we do one each. We we it's like book club. Yeah. Well, come I together. Wa- I watched this film this well, week. Well, I watched this. And it was so good. <laughs> I don't know why we have accents now. No. <laughs> it's your Spanish. No, it's elderly woman. <laughs> Hispanic woman? Maybe. <laughs> okay, so we we chose all these films previously, so I'm folding them up. So I think if, if we want to have the mystery of sealing your fate of... What I'm doing. Yes. What I'm watching for uh, next week. I want to pick that one. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Uh, Hanging pe- all the good ones again <laughs> for yourself. So, in terms of, uh, please story. <laughs> You've won a competition. Oh, Andrew. It's what? old as fuck. Rear window. Ah. Might not be no bad though. Yep, I, I have the Blu-ray if you'd like to take yes, it with I you. Yes, I will take it. Uh, it's fine, that makes it easy for you to source. And I'm kind of glad. I didn't have a Blu-ray player. Wah, wah. I sell my Xbox. Look at you, you elitist yes. person. Clearly, right. continue your games with your PC. Did I say? Not a Blu-ray player in your PC? No. Do you get Blu-ray drives? Disc drives? This, oh, I'm sorry. PC's new. I'm fucking I, mental. I can give you a, Lena the, the, a picture of the film on a floppy disc. I've got a lot of floppy disc drive either, you know. You could fucking stream it to me. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll FaceTime. I'll just point my camera at the telly <laughs> and put it on for you. Um, it might be online. Um, uh, it will be simple. It's either that. That's a fucking Amazon Prime film. I've ever heard it. All right, let me check for you. Because if not, I could just give. We could give that film to Michael. No, no, I'll take it. I'll fucking take you find my old PS3. Fucking take that out of this fucking storage. Because <laughs> that's, a, like, obviously, I've seen that film a few times, so I would kind of pass the buck of that one to somebody else because I'd like to hear what right. they thought of it rather than telling you a bit of film that you've probably not seen mm-hmm. and try and sell you on it. But I'm just curious to see if it is on Amazon. Mm, not available for purchase. It's not got the. 
the prime slot. Yeah, that, that wee banner in the corner. So, yes, I will give you the Blu-ray before we leave. Yeah. Uh, would you like to choose one for Mike? Right, Biggie, what are you getting, you cunt? Mikey, I phoned in sick this episode, yeah. in case you were wondering. We probably should have told you that at the start. Oh, he gets a wee, nice wee happy film. Inside Out. Inside Out. I thought you were going to say Grave of the Fireflies. Oh. <laughs> so, rear window, Inside Out. And Stuart's doing... Hotel, Hotel Rwanda. Rwanda. I like how we said that together. Man, I, I feel like I'm about to cry already. I feel like it's one of those <laughs> films where it's just like... Is that the one with Chetty Etifor and... And it, or is that the other one? It is Don Chido. Don Chido. Yeah. So, for episode 215 of the Films and Swearing, pod- Films and Swearing Movie Podcast, it is Rear Window, Hotel Rwanda, and Inside Out. Yeah. A combination that has never been heard of before. <laughs> so, other a than psychological thriller, a fucking... Psychological children's film. So yeah, it is basically <laughs> in a psychological racist beatdown, I think. I've never seen it. So yeah, I, I, I think I'll Just a assume lot. it's got something to do with racism. It's going to have some body count, I think. Aye. Yeah. So, tune in next week to find out how that goes. Yeah. Um, social media, if you give a fuck, it is at FAS Podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Well, the folk on Instagram will now be glad that I no longer post Jackie Chan pictures <laughs> as I've been doing for like the last 31 days. Oh, shit. Just fucking trying to get January trending. Yeah. I failed. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I have been your host this evening. No uh, nickname, Stuart's Island. Oh, we still to get that. Yep. If any cunt listens to this... And has give me a fucking give us ideas on what his fucking nickname should be. Has to be some I was gonna say movie related, even though yours isn't really movie related, but yeah. it, it's canon. Yeah. It's kind of been decided for yeah, the beginning. Mine's when, the same for the start. Yeah, where it was like oh, a oh, ten minute long heart, intro. My, I've fucking started being a heart again. <laughs> oh, I was, we did cry in a heart yeah, wearing and the Nokia heart wearing always swearing. Aye, uh, was it Gene dropping? Aye. Yep. Uh, I think it was, it was just like an extension, like Ric Flair's. Aye, basically. Just yeah. kept going. Aye. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, aye. Standard stew. Oh, and, fuck you, standard stew. Aye. And no care, always wear Andy Walker. Yeah. Do you want to sign off this I'll week? I'll do it. I'll do it. I missed it. Okay. Fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs>